Good morning, everybody. Uh, it's fantastic to see you this morning. You are looking fantastic. And uh, I really believe that today is a great day for your life. And I want to prophesy that into you right now and believe that this is going to be an, an incredible launching pad for the next season in your world, in Jesus' name. Uh, Julia and I, my beautiful wife, Julia, we're together today. We want to welcome you from all over the world, wherever you're viewing from today. Inspire Church, it's so good to be with our family. And Julia and I are doing this together because one of our great values is, of course, we are better together. And uh, let's not just make it a a thing of, of uh, a statement of voice, but let's make it a real key that here we are together today and uh, we want to encourage you. And I believe we all need each other. We all need somebody. And that's why we are better together. And let's pray right now as we go into it, shall we? So Father, we want to thank you right now for every person viewing online today. We thank you, Lord God, for your incredible power in the room, wherever they are right now. We thank you for the tangible presence of a living God. We thank you that right now, Lord God, that there are miracles in store for us today. And we prophesy that and declare it over your life in Jesus' name. I thank you right now, Lord, that as the word of God is declared and preached today, that faith will rise in your heart, that your spirit would be encouraged in Jesus' name, and that you would rise up for what God's destiny and purposes in your life in the middle of this life we're living in, the season we're in right now, that you would be truly encouraged in your spirit in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I just really believe that somebody has just clicked into the service this morning. You're looking for hope. Mm. Um, you're desperate and you're right on time. It's in God's destiny. He loves you so much. We're all on a journey. Mm. And um, True. I just pray that God's love will just come down over you like a blanket and you would just um, experience his presence for the first time. And you do have a hope. You do have a future. Yes. You're an amazing person and your Father God loves you very much. Boy, in fact, right now, why don't you just stand with us? Let's pray for anyone right now who's feeling discouraged or maybe feeling a little uh, low. Right now, stand with us. Let's pray in Jesus' name for you. Just put your, your hand you. over your heart. Yeah. In Jesus' mighty name right now, we declare over any person who's standing right now, in fact, standing or not, maybe you can't stand, maybe you are incapacitated, but we believe right now for a miracle in your physical body and in your spirit today, in Jesus' name, that you would be encouraged, that your faith would be stirred, that right now your hope would be reestablished in the power of the living God. In Jesus' name. I really believe those issues that you're having problems mm. with and you don't understand, you're having a problem mm. with understanding, put Jesus in the middle of it. Wow. You know, his word never changes. It's stable like a rock. And so much of what's going on around us is changing from day to day. But Jesus' love, his goodness, his kindness for you is the same every yeah. day. Yeah. And um, you can rely on him. He's only a whisper away. And as you take your next mm. breath, he can fill you up with his love Beautiful. and his goodness. Beautiful. Mm. Beautiful. So there you go, guys. Um, let me encourage you right now as we come around the word, get your Bible out, get your notebook out and get ready to take some notes. Mm. I believe there's some good stuff here for you today to cause you to be stirred in your faith. And um, here we go, okay? Isaiah chapter eight, chapter 6, sorry. Isaiah 6 and verse 8 says this. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, 
Who shall I send and who will go for us? And I said, here am I, send me. That's been our heart for many years now as we've walked with Christ and uh, made a decision uh, 44 years ago. We made a decision 45 years ago to follow Christ and to obey his call in our lives and still inspired today, still together in our faith and together in our agreement on that. And speaking encouragement into each other's yes, lives at yes. times, not judgmental. You know, we all struggle yeah. at different times, but at those times we were able to speak encouragement and remind each other who God says we are. That's good. That's good. Uh, 2 Chronicles chapter 16, verse 9 says, For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to him. I really believe that's a great key where your heart is. And God will instigate power in your life. It says there that his eyes are looking for you. He wants to show himself strong. We had an incredible uh, eye group, our life group, our home group, if you like, on Wednesday night where we baptized a great friend who we led Christ some time ago now. And, uh, but he got baptized and it was an incredible evening where he made some big decisions and we prayed and he was baptized. And one of the songs we sung was, I have decided to follow Jesus, no turning back, no turning back. And uh, the cross before me, yeah. the world behind me. You know, we keep that cross before us. The hope yeah. of that, it changes our whole perspective. And right. it was very powerful as he went into the water and came out a new creation. I think you'll view a brief clip of it on the message somewhere today. And uh, But I want to encourage you right now that there's incredible power in decisions in following Christ. Mm -hmm. And he made a big decision that night. And I believe right now, I'm a builder by, by trade and uh, have always um, had, in fact, we're still building. We were building physical homes, which was an incredible foundation for faith. And now I'm building a marriage, building the church, building in the kingdom of God right now. And I want to tell you one great key I want to bring to you today is you always have to be solution-minded. Solution. When we were building, see, we had an architect who would draw a plan and he would draw the most uh, complicated details you've ever seen. And I think sometimes the Bible can be a little bit beyond our reach and we struggle to understand it and we struggle to put it into practice in our life. But just like on a building site, we had the plan there. And if you like, we were building a model. It, it's like if, you, if you've ever built a model or building a house, and we would have to work out the details that the architect had given us. So we had to be solution-minded. A lot of people who weren't solution-minded couldn't bring it together. They couldn't accomplish it. And I think it's a great key uh, to be model. I, I'm grateful in my life that... I've had some great people, number one, my parents, modeling what a family would be, modeling what a father would be like, uh, modeling what a marriage would be like. Because I think sometimes we look for mentors and coaches and other, but there's nothing like having it modeled for you. There's nothing like, you know, people want to buy a house and they see the 
the spec house and they decide on the kind of room they want, the colors they want. There's nothing like having life modeled for you. Well, the Bible is full of incredible modeled out ideas and concepts in having your faith established in God and walking an incredibly victorious life. Because we all can see problems. Yeah. But we need to be solution orientated. And even what Dom was saying there, in marriage, you have a lot of problems. But the Word of God has actually given us the solution. If you say, well, I don't know what a good marriage is. It hasn't been modeled to me. The Word of God says, you know, wives, you know, um, submit to your husband. Hello. That's, and, that's a challenging. And, and your husband. Did you use that word submit? Yes, but, but I trust you and I yeah. know you love me and I know you've laid your life down for me. Yeah. Because that's what the Word of God has said. It's an incredible thought, really, when you think of that. The Bible says, wives, submit to your husband. I think we've kind of, the world has genderized that and we mm. think it's women submitting to men, but it's, it's not like that. It's really about the husband and wife. It's about relationships. It's mm. about submission within an incredibly key relationship in your life. And I think it's got messed up. In actual fact, the second part of it is worse. It says, husbands... Love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it as a living mm. sacrifice. So for us, it's sacrifice, it's crucifixion, if you like. Yes. It's, it's like laying down our lives to bring out the best and greatness. And I really believe even right now, let's bring out the best in each other. That's mm -hmm. why we're better together. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so I can see the mighty man that Don, when we got married, that he could become, that he even wasn't. He was, you know, messing around in life. We weren't Christians. But I kept speaking that, and he has become that person that I dreamed of when I married him 47 years ago. Has taken wow. a few years. <laughs> Been exciting, though. Working no? together, working together and building something together. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, I feel so proud now because it's been passed on to our children and our grandchildren. It's being modelled. It's not just about the now, it's mm. the future and the generations to come. And, and I think one of the issues there, I think to some degree, one of the problems we have in this day we live in, we've allowed Facebook uh, or social media to become the platform that we model upon. And I think it's dangerous. I think it's not real relationships. And I think one of the reasons I've seen people struggle is in those relations. Let's face it, you can't have real intimacy on Facebook. You can't live a real outworked life on Facebook. That's why it's got to be a pure relationship. It's not just the Word of God. It's actually having a relationship with the Christ who gave himself for you. Uh, with Facebook, you, you can't even be sure that the picture is real. And yet so many people base their lives on what likes they get or whatever on Facebook. And, uh, and if you don't like what somebody says, you can just block them. But in a real relationship, mm. you tend to hear the, the corrective direction in your life and you mould and you shape each other to become great models yeah, into the future. somebody's authentic. We were privileged to have... Um, your parents that have been Christians yeah. for many years. So we had that authentic model. But maybe you haven't, but you can be the authentic model yeah. by your choice today of change yeah. for your children and your children's children. You know, it always we have the opportunity to make yeah. a choice to change.
And that's why it's a privilege to be your pastors and to be able to speak into your lives and to have the opportunity to uh, be invited to give direction and, and give spiritual wisdom in those areas because I think sometimes what we do, we need that intimacy. We need the human touch. We need human interaction. And uh, I think the heart and the soul like it, even though we've got all these platforms now that really give us more opportunity, if you like, to access relationships than ever before. There's nothing like a real, true, interrelational relationship that can correct you, that can, that can adjust you and keep you to stay fired up in God. And I really believe right now, let's live those lives that are totally connected to God. Human touch and interaction, we desperately need it. And right now, friend, what a privilege even online today. Let's say, uh, you see, you, you meet a lot of people today who are struggling with fear. I meet a lot of people right now struggling with fear. Well, the Bible very clearly says God has not given us a spirit of fear. So God has not given us a spirit of fear. So where did that come from? And uh, I believe it's the enemies. He's having a, a field day and he's trying to pull people down. And one of the great keys is the word of God can unlock hope in your life. And I really believe today I want to encourage you in that. One of the uh, great uh, keys that I believe is you've got to have some resistance. Um, God has designed us to be mountain climbers, if you like. And uh, the Bible speaks a lot about climbing mountains. And we know that climbing mountains is often a, a base camp partway up that mountain where you can offload some of the things that are holding you back, some of the things that weigh you down. You can lighten a lot. You can prepare yourself for the altitude that you're going to. You can prepare yourself for the climb that's ahead of you. And I believe faith is like that. And we've got to press through right now. I believe there's some incredible opportunity. Abraham sorry, had to carry his fire with him from the bottom of the mountain to the top of the mountain. There was no fire. He knew there'd be no fire on top of the mountain, so he carried his fire with him. I climbed Mount Taranaki one time in my life, and I remember you had to choose which track you're going to take. And it was like, should we choose? Where's a track with no resistance? Where's a track that's easy? And there is no track of, of no resistance that will take you to the top. There's going to be resistance. And the challenge of resistance is huge in our lives. Um, just a story I would share with you today with my dad, actually, who was an incredible role model. He role modeled life for me, and it's been easy to walk in, in the footpaths of being a man and being a, a great husband and being a great father because I think being a father is the ultimate of sacrifice, to be honest with you, because you've got to lay down your own agenda so many times and to be that and to live that. Uh, uh, to be a great um, um, word I'm looking for, being a great example, being a great someone that they can follow. Mentor. Mentor, coach for your children and a role model. And uh, I remember my dad one day, we were making hay actually on the farm, which was a great life. And I didn't want to be there. I was a teenager. <laughs> My friends are partying, they're having fun, and Dad had me working on the farm. And I was like, mate, I just want to go. Stuff this, I said. I want to go out and party with my mates tonight. I don't want to do this any longer. And I remember him saying to me, he said, son, there's only one easy place I know of in this life, and it's called the grave. Do you want to go there? 
<laughs> and it was a challenging uh, moment in my life where I picked up the next hay bale and loaded it on the truck and kept going late into that evening and felt great about it. But, you know, we, we're all living life and at um, that time, well, Don's talked about, he was a builder and he was doing life as a builder and he had a great attitude. He loved doing it. So he went to work with a great attitude and got promotions, not because yeah. sometimes his skill, but his great attitude. And we yeah. were doing life and... Um, Don was a builder and I was a housewife with four children, a baby, and foster children. I, we loved children, we loved people. And we had a great attitude about it. And as we walk in that life, opportunities come. Yeah. And you have a great attitude. And Don got to go on a missions trip to Tonga to build um, a great um, workshop over there, a huge workshop for the prison um, fellowship. Rehabilitating prison. Yes. Yeah. And, um, and the opportunity that came there was amazing because I was home, as usual, carrying everything, the children and life. But there came a quiet, still voice one day. And God said to me, will you go? And it's a bit like that Isaiah 6, 8, mm -hmm. you know, here God's voice, when you are doing just the natural things in life with a great attitude, God's little voice comes yeah. and he says, will you go? And, and it was a challenge, but I said, yes, God, if that's your will. And we went to Tonga to serve as missionaries. It changed our whole perspective, mm. our whole life, our whole world just by saying, yes, yeah. Here am I, I will go. But it was while we were doing the natural things in life, That's right. being a mum, changing nappies. Just doing life. Yes, that, that little voice came. The little voice came to Don while he was yeah. building. Will you go and do that in Tonga? And our whole world has changed and God has taken us to the most amazing places all around the world now. And who knows, one day you could be just at your workplace and that little voice comes and says, Will you go? And that's the yeah. decision you have to make. And you might think, oh, it's going to be hard because it was hard going and leaving family. Yeah. But in that decision, our whole world changed. Our faith changed. Our miracles happened. Hello. And, um, Jesus is in the middle of everything now. So um, you say it's all right for you, Pastor Don, Pastor Julia. Yes, but... We were just like you, working a normal life. But we did stir up a hunger. Yes. We were incredibly hungry. And I think life's never easy. It's like life is never easy. I think you're always having to push against some resistance, even right now in our society, in our world today with COVID. You've got to know how to push through. And I believe that comes from stirring up a hunger on the inside mm. of you. Joseph's imprisonment didn't determine how his life carried on. Mm. It wasn't determined by his imprisonment. It was determined by his relationship with the living God. Mm. Stirred up that hunger, made a difference in the prison, got released. And I think sometimes we have to have that in our spirit to stir up a hunger that will release us into the purposes of God. It causes your attitude to shift. And uh, really at the end of the day, we choose mm -hmm. and it's up to you. You choose how you will live in this next season. And 
usually his quiet voice comes in the most unexpected yeah. place, not in the church service, not sometimes when you're praying. It's just like um, Jesus coming to Mary. It's just that still voice, yeah. Mary, and she stopped in her tracks. And I think and the woman at the well, when he spoke to her, True. That voice, you can't get past that voice of our Saviour. And this is the exciting part. We're coming, yeah. coming into Christmas, Come on. which isn't about Santa Claus. Come on. It's about the Saviour of the world. Even though I might look a bit like him right now. <laughs> the Saviour of the world coming for you and I to bring restoration with our relationship with our Father God. And we need to get excited about it. We need to get joyful about it. Just cast off the, the things of the world and focus on that and bring that joy yeah. into our family. On, on the building site Julia was relating to, we we're working on a multi-storey um, construction site, uh, major building in the city here actually. And I remember uh, the job had got six months behind the, the deadline and there was going to be huge, obviously huge fines and, and consequences to that. And I remember the... Uh, the, su the, the contract oh, no. supervisor mm. got dismissed and I remember the owner coming to me and he said, Don, I'm making you the supervisor of this construction uh, site simply because I love your attitude. And I think it was difficult. It was a difficult situation. The whole job seemed to be under some sort of a cloud. But your attitude in the middle of the clouds is huge and God can use it and put opportunities all over you. In fact, I preached a message with some of the incredible values and the, the qualities that you need to do that a few weeks ago involving passion. And see, passion has got to be ignited now. Focus, man. Let's stay focused on the Word of God, on prayer and on helping others and loving other people. Um, focus. Resilience is a huge key in your life. It's, it's, we have to be resilient. We've got to be resilient to the things that the enemy would throw against us or that life would push us with. Uh, it's having a great worth, work ethic. It's having self-discipline, determination, the ability to bounce. We talked about that. Mm -hmm. And even self-belief, which of course produces confidence in our lives. And uh, I really believe these are, these are some of the great keys to some degree being intolerant to mediocrity in our own heart. Like, God, I want more of you. I'm not satisfied where we're at. I'm hungry today as we're bringing you the word. God, we want more of you. I think the challenge comes when you're in that hard place. Are you going to believe? Are you going to stand firm? And we've been, our daughter had meningitis and was yeah. dying. And it was a challenge to our faith. And God says, are you still going to believe in healing? Are you going to still? Yeah. And we made that decision. Yeah, we're trusting you, God, with her life. Because if she died... He was her hope, yeah. and he could heal her. Totally. So he was the, he was the rock, and we, yeah. we made that stand that day. Okay, Jesus, you're in the middle of this. Come on. You, this is what we're going to stand on, and God healed her, and it was totally miraculous. So and we need so when we're going through the hard yeah. place, are we going to believe? That's it. Are Boy, that's beautiful. Trust? It seems to me, when you really look at it, that God shapes character in the wilderness, not in the palace. Mm. And I think sometimes we're looking for an easy way to shape our character or have life come together. But truly, friend, it really works like that. Most of us want life to be fair and we want it to be treated. But I have found life's not fair. 
and the playing field is not level. Mm -hmm. And the reality is you've just got to get over it and push through. And that's where resilience comes into our life. And I think as a father, I've discovered just as a father and a family that you've got to know all about sacrifice and all about pushing through and all about being resilient and trusting God as the ultimate in our world and in our lives. And I think being a Christian, it's not about our rights. It's about the amazing God that we have. And right now, can I encourage you as we come to a close today? And incidentally, it's been a privilege to share this message with you. I want you to be encouraged, yeah. And um, God gave us something far more powerful than rights. It's called faith. And I believe our faith has made us strong even in this season we're in right now, even for the future and even in what we have seen God do, even in the church. And I believe this is a great day for the church, friend. Let's rise in this opportunity. And friend, if you're online and you're joining with us today, if you're right now uh, feeling distant or separated from the love of God and from the power of faith in your lives, maybe today would be a great opportunity to make a choice because I have decided, we decided... um, 44 years ago to follow Christ. Maybe today for you, this is that, like Nico on Wednesday night made a decision. I've decided I'm going to go full on for God. No turning back. The cross before me. Maybe that's for you today, friend. And let me, if that's you right now and you need to make that decision, why don't you right now make that something uh, significant in your world by maybe taking a stand right now before I just really feel that there's somebody there that just opening your home yeah. being challenged opening your home to have an eye group in your house and loving people you know it's like mm. having children you think one you love them so much how can I have another one but love wow. grows and expands and expands wow and I just really feel that challenge that when you open your home love is going to expand come on and you know it's like the church our church I love the people I love you all passionately because God at each step has expanded the love. Let's pray for you right now. If you're standing, maybe you need Christ in your life right now. Put your hand on your heart. Pray this prayer with us right now. Jesus, we invite you to come into our heart. And right now, I ask God, you forgive me for my sin. I declare and confess Jesus is my saviour. And I will follow you. And I will follow you. And listen for your voice. And listen for your voice. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Just in celebrating right now, let me close in prayer. Lord, I declare miracles over anyone who's standing right now, needing a miracle, needing a physical miracle, a spiritual, maybe depression's overwhelmed. I bind that spirit of depression. I take authority over fear right now. Break it off your life and off your world. I declare right now the power and anointing. Oh boy, there goes the anointing right into your room right now. Somebody just caught that. It's like you catch it. It's better caught than it is taught actually. Catch it right now as you're standing. The Holy Spirit releases you into victory. And we're expecting to see on the bottom of your screen there's an opportunity to respond. But why don't you just respond? Send us a text. Send us a message. Just let us know that Jesus has changed your world today and the best is yet to come. In Jesus' name. Thank you for tuning in this morning. It's been great sharing with you. Thank you for having us into your home. Yeah, we We love love you. you. God bless you. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. 
We pray that you would activate something in your life and shift your life towards Jesus. If you like what you heard and you want to hear more, just click follow. We love you. Have a blessed week.